Hello there, everybody, and welcome back after a long, long hiatus to overtime with just me today, actually, because uh, Tim and Dave are away. Tim is out camping, and Dave is attending to a personal matter. But I said, yo, I need a show before preseason. And fortunately, I am not alone because I have got my good friend that I've met through the Twitter universe, uh, a friend I met through being a Patriots fan and I just followed him one day. And the, what is it, like five, six years later, the, it's one of my homies. Give it up for the Blunt Doctor. Woo, woo. Finally, it had to happen at some point. It had to happen sometime that yes, we would sir. migrate this insanity from a primary basketball conversation to a primary football conversation. Yes, now, sir. We're yes, sir. now we're on it. I'm ready. I am honored to come to the Overtime with B show. We'll just <laughs> Yes, it's Overtime with B today. I just uh, want to give everybody well, a little background on him. He runs his own podcast over. He's based out in Arizona. So if you want some Phoenix Sun propaganda, this is the guy. <laughs> Tell him where we can find you blunddoctor.com all one word and there's a big button that says listen to the blunt doctor show it couldn't be possibly be easier than that i'm on stitcher i'm on apple Podcasts. i'm on spotify if you get a podcast there i'm there and yes heavy on the sun's propaganda that is very yes very yes very if y'all y'all propaganda. want some unfiltered unadulterated you want all of the the vile words all the the just oh, yeah. laying it all unfiltered. 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 That's yeah. the best way to call it. I don't even, I don't even edit my podcast. I just, <laughs> I just cut it together and slap it online and say, that's it. That's all. The best way to go. The best way to go. So, yes, we got ourselves a, an exciting episode since we have been away for quite some time. And I had been talking about it for a while. I wanted to talk some basketball. Tim, he's... He's uh he knows his basketball so and so. Dave knows his basketball, but now I got somebody who's immersed, immersed, who keeps up to it on uh the daily for the most part. So I want to talk some basketball for the first little bit before we get into football. So we're in quite the off season, aren't we? Yep. It's it's been interesting. We've seen uh Dejounte Murray. He's uh no longer a spur. He's also no longer lacking personality. Uh, <laughs> he's with the Atlanta Hawks. And as of recently, since the summer started, it's like I'm hearing more about DeJounte Murray than I have since he's ever entered the league. And he's been there, what, like five years now? Yeah. You know, the biggest thing to me about that is uh, someone else made this comment. I won't claim to have originated this thought. But like when you look at the, the price the Hawks paid to get DeJounte Murray, yeah. And then immediately after that, that price might have gotten you like someone way better. But then <laughs> Gobert gets traded. And then it's like, oh, no, no, now we did the good thing. Like, yeah, the, the trades this season have been insane. But I agree. Like, I don't even remember hearing DeJounte Murray's name outside of a contract extension discussion in San Antonio. And yeah. now he not only now is he at the center of it, but he's gone full blown. I'm typing all caps messages on Instagram and, yeah. other dudes, you know, like, like he's in the middle of it. I love it. That, that's uh, what you got to do in Atlanta. That's what you got to do. You're not going to come to the Hawks and play this Spurs game. I just go about my business. Yeah, this is Atlanta. 
This is yeah, Atlanta. Sure, we don't play that sure. way. Like, uh, it's it's almost like. Do you remember the the game of uh, zones uh, episode where it's like when you go to the Spurs, it's like they have this giant jar where they hold all your souls. It's like you see Dejounte. It's like now he's becoming a different person altogether. It's like maybe the Spurs were holding a lot of these guys back. They like sort of patriot like where it's check your egos at the door type of beat because it's like you see Brady now. It's like. A lot of people who are like, oh, Brady, he's, he's a stiff, he, he no fun. It's like, you see Brady now and you're like, oh, Brady, he's kind of got a little bit of Peyton Manning to him where he's kind of, you know, clear, clever, witty one-liners. Yo, Tom Brady's in his college years right now, dog. <laughs> like, he lived 20 years in the New England. That's like growing up in a, like, strict household. And now he's going to college in Florida. He's spreading like, his like, wings and yeah, flying now. Yeah, my man is like, like his first year in Florida was legit like freshman. Like him and Brock yeah. are like with their feet in pools or drinking beers. Like, you know, yeah. I, I agree totally. But this this whole this whole summer for the NBA has been nuts, obviously. And we haven't even resolved the Kevin Durant thing. And truthfully, one of the reasons I have not done another show lately is because I don't want to talk 20 times. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to freaking talk 20 times about Kevin Durant and the way that he, like, what if he goes here? What if he goes here? Like, I'm tired of it. Like, yeah. it, it's all been, it's, it's been recycled. In, and that's why I love dragged this. On now. It's yeah. being dragged on. Like, it's it's a whole month now and he hasn't been traded. So, like, what are we, what are we really doing here at this point? Well, you know what the offers are. They're not going to change. It's too much. It's too much. They're they're asking for way too much. He's thirty four years old. He's played ninety games in the last three years. You're not yeah. getting. You're not getting five first round picks and four quality plays. It's just not happening. The mm-hmm. offers are what they are. And dude, if they just want to keep it and roll into the season, fine. It's gonna yeah. be a nightmare. But if I'm the Nets, like the situation is what it is. I would have taken the best offer a month ago and walked away from this. And and that's the thing is like with the Lakers thing, like. If you could get Russell Westbrook in a first round pick and maybe even Taylor Norton Tucker or something, if you could get that out of the Lakers, dude, I would have traded Kyrie so long ago because you're yeah. not getting a first round pick for Kyrie in any other situation. Like the yeah. next. No, no, no other team's going to no, offer. That no, one. their stubbornness and unwillingness to deal is going to end up costing them in the end because mm-hmm. you're not going to get teams don't offer more over time. Like yeah. people are always like, oh, well, Start a bidding war. That's that's not how this stuff works. Almost always, yeah. the offers at the front end are better. And yeah. m- maybe in January things change, but everyone's like, "Well, the Suns could come back into play in January with DeAndre Ayton." The Nets didn't want DeAndre Ayton. Like that was mm-hmm. the whole freaking thing. So I just don't. I don't see where it's going to go. And by the way, I will say on the Suns, some of yes, us read the, to, well, some of us some of us read the tea leaves wrong on this one, and I'm going to include myself in this because here's the thing. Post-finals, DeAndre Ayton would not take any contract that was not five years, $207 million. He mm-hmm. would not – it was full max or nothing. He wouldn't discuss anything. And I understand that. I understand his position. The Suns' position was that they simply don't have to do that because if they reach to free agency, he now – he just signed a contract for like $32 million a season. Yeah. Versus it would have been like $41 million a season. Over the four years of the deal that he did sign, the Suns saved 30 plus million dollars. And that's not including the money that they'll save in, in, in the tax. Now, yeah. I understand all of that is just the Suns being cheap, but I think a lot of stuff was framed as the Suns don't want DeAndre Ayton. That's not true. I think it's mm-hmm. one of 
the Suns were trying to save money because their owner is cheap. I hate that too, but I hate it for mm. different reasons. Is this Sarver still? It is Sarver, but I don't know how long that's going to be because, you know, the whole... Uh, how does he still have the team? Uh, I don't, I don't get I, it. Can I be frank about that? Or Talk to me. Okay, I'll be, me. Fr- I'll be frank about that. Number one, the reason that he that he has the team still is, number one, none of the things that he is really accused of are recorded. Like uh, with, Don- with Donald Sterling, you have verifiable evidence of what yeah. happened. There are verifiable things that Sarver has done that are like questionable, that are like not cool. Gray area. Yes, like he made some jokes at a roast that crossed mm. the line, but it's a roast. So mm. I don't know how to... But like all the other things that he supposedly said have not been verified and a bunch of other people have come out and said those things are not true. And so like, I'm not trying to, I believe people when they make an accusation, Mm -hmm. but James Jones has worked for Robert Sarver for a long time and has said that he's never experienced any of that. Monty Williams Mm -hmm. said he never experienced any of that. He's only been there three years now, but still there's a lot of people who have said things counter to yeah. The investigation now i believe i they've got like 70 people those people aren't lying yeah. i'm not saying those people are lying i believe the accusations it's, and i want Sarver to have to sell the team it's just that yeah it's too many people to say that everybody's lying it's too many and so they've got to be telling the truth but when none of it is verifiable it just takes longer that's all i think this is is that yeah. unfortunately he was good at covering his racist tracks like just truthfully i think that's what it is is he was good at saying it in situations where no one had a recording device. And yeah. unfortunately, he got away with it. That's how I feel right now. I want him to sell the team. I don't, I don't think that if you have 70 accusations of sexism and racism, that there's any situation where you should be able to own a sports team. End of statement. Well, we did see Vince McMahon recently retired from WWE after the allegations that were levied on him. I don't think it anything has really gone with the case yet but he got out of there already before it even got to that point so who knows we'll see but on the suns do you think that your window is closed now or is closing um no i think it's open because of uh, devin booker mikhail bridges cam johnson and deandre Ayton. we're talking about four really mm-hmm good players one of whom is a top 10 player yeah uh, and they're all under the age of 25 so to me to me i don't think that that ends anything i think that the chris paul window is closing i Uh, think i think that this is probably the last year for the chris paul window Mm -hmm. yeah but i don't think that the sun's window closes because i think that they still have they've still got plenty of picks they've got young talent they have the ability to reshape this roster around someone else right but but like the truth is blowing that two game lead in the finals and blowing that game seven against the Mavericks, you cost yourself two really genuine shots at a championship. And I do think that stuff hurts Chris Paul's legacy. I feel Uh, like the last two years were the widest it has been for them. I I think the window, it's still, they can still easily depending on who they face just breeze right on through that win because let's be honest now the Warriors benefited a little bit from who they faced as well yes they did sometimes sometimes you, you it don't matter how good you are sometimes your path to getting to your destination kind of favors you as well because 
there's there's no way that the Suns wouldn't have given a better series than the Mavericks did. I don't care what anyone says. Mm-hmm. Every half the Suns team was sick for Game Seven, and you can call me a conspiracy theorist and call me crazy. <laughs> it is it is the truth. They were all sick. That's why none of them showed up. Dude, Booker was 0 for 9. Like, how do you even explain only taking nine shots? Like, how do you even explain only taking nine shots? Like, I, they, the guys were sick. You still got to be able to play through it, dude. Guys play sick. They play hungover. They do it all the time. You still got to be able to do it, and the Suns were not. So yeah. I am not giving them any I'm – not, I'm not making that excuse. I'm saying that they were sick, and they let that be their excuse instead of rising to the occasion. Mm-hmm. None of them did that. Not one of them rise to the occasion. It was a joke. So I agree with you. The window was just really open for two years. Last year, especially because the team was deep as hell. And yeah. it is not now. The team is not deep now. But, like, if you're going to tell me that it was the right move to re-sign JaVale McGee for $20 million, it wasn't. Like, that, the, the Mavericks... 20 million? $7 million a season. Three years, oh. $21 million. Sorry, oh, sorry. oh, okay. Oh, that's <laughs> oh, my goodness. But... You're telling me like we should be paying a backup center $7 million? No. We got yeah. Biombo at the minimum. And Biombo was more effective than McGee last year. Like, yeah. This James Jones has been adept at picking up guys midseason. I believe that they can build their depth still through the season and make another legitimate run. That's what I, I feel think. like McGee is a, uh, you're going to get the best version of McGee for like 10 to 15 minutes. And when yeah. he plays anything after that, that's when you start to see Shaft in a fool McGee. And, and, the, and the Mavericks intend for him to start. So I don't know how that's going to go. You know, that's, that's, they think that he's going to be a great lob threat for Luca. That's fine. But, you know, I, it's not like the Suns were going to pay him $10 million to back up DeAndre. So yeah. I don't think that the moves they made were terrible. Mm-hmm. I just think, I mean, like, but you're here in Phoenix, the radio, they're like, well, Dario Saric is coming back. And I'm like, guys. <laughs> You know. He hasn't been good since his rookie year. Like he hasn't been able to replicate what he did his rookie year, in my humblest opinion. He's had a he's had a couple of minutes here with the Suns, but a lot of it was the yeah. bubble. He was really good in the bubble, and that has yeah. kind of inflated his perception in Phoenix to something that it's not. But yeah, sense. I think I wanted the Suns to run it back. It looks like that's what they're gonna do. I'm happy. Mm. And as far as the Lakers go. I cannot fucking comprehend what they're thinking. This whole idea that they're going to figure it out—it's a joke. It's there. Everything for the Lakers rests on whether or not they can trade Russell Westbrook in a first-round pick for Kyrie Irving. That's it. If they are you able think, to make that you think out, there's no shot at all that they could sneak into the playoffs with Westbrook? No, unless he's at not all. playing. Unless he's not playing. No. So well, okay. All right. Because he won't do you, what's necessary. He won't ask, do what's necessary. Do you do you think? if he's even able to be 10% better than what he was last season, they make the playoff. Because we can watch the games. Like, we can, like, the numbers show that he had a Westbrook type of season. But you have to look at eye tests. A lot of the stuff that he was doing, he did not look like in the past. Whether it's the missed layups right at the rim, the hitting the top of the backboard, it's like, his hat, where did his hands go? It's like yeah. somebody took all his dexterity. The, the, the only way that he can be effective is either leading a bench unit, like as the first player on a bench unit, or if he plays like, and this is what everyone has said again, I'm not inventing this. If he plays like Bruce Brown does with the Nets, where he sets screens and rolls to the rim like a 6 4 So a essentially. Yeah, yes. If he does those things, he can be successful, but he won't be. 
He won't. Mm-hmm. That's not what he's going to do. He wants to play rust ball. And so there's no way it's, it cannot work. I, I like one of my friends is a Lakers writer. And he like, when this trade happened, he's like, well, the idea is that Westbrook is going to run the offense for the regular season and let LeBron rest. I was like, are you drunk? Like, what do you think is going to happen? It, it, I have never understood this. Everything for them hedges on whether or not they can trade Westbrook in a first for Kyrie Irving. That's it. If they don't, no, I don't even think they'll make the play in, much less the playoffs. I'd rather – I'd bet on the Kings before I bet on the Lakers. Like, what are you even going to get from Anthony Davis? What are you going to get from him? Everyone was like, he had an all-NBA season last year. He shot 17% from three. Get out of here with this all-NBA nonsense. Like, people are like, Anthony Davis is still a top-five player. Dude, he's, he's never even out of the bubble wrap. He's never yeah. even out of the bubble wrap, man. Get out of here. <laughs> I got nothing for the Lakers. If they trade Westbrook and a first for Kyrie – and you've got Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis plus backup, then I'm I'm listening to the playoff discussion. But that is not a championship team. <laughs> Kyrie plays once a week. This is a football show. This is Kyrie should be on this show because he plays once a week. He wants to play Sunday. That's what he wants to do. He wants to play Sunday. Let him play Sunday. This is what Kyrie wants. Uh, man, what I would do to see LeBron and Kyrie play again, bro. Because I, we only got three years of it in Cleveland, and I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what anyone says. If we run it back in 2018, I like our shot to win that. Well, and I mean, data would suggest you're right, because the Kyrie LeBron pick and roll for those three years was the most deadly play in the league. Not Steph and Draymond, not Steph and yeah. KD but Kyrie and LeBron, you're right. Like that was the deadliest play in the league because you literally can't, you can't guard them. So I, I, I agree yeah. with you. I think the Cavs had more chance in those series than anyone like likes to remember. Mm-hmm. There are so many moments that were like, you know, obviously the J.R. Smith screw up. There's um, in the first one, the um, when Corver bricked the three from the corner and then KD walked down with a minute left and just daggers them and takes the lead back. If Corver hits that three, they go, you go up five with a minute left. In game three, and I know that it's still a two-one, but you can't tell me it that changes everything. It changes the complexion of the series. Yeah. You can't tell me that it doesn't matter. It does matter. Folks, folks like to say, "Nah, yo, they still would have won. They were the better team." Momentum matters. Momentum matters. Well, and think about—I mean, if, if you make that argument, then the Heat, then the Heat don't win Game Seven against the Spurs after Ray Allen makes the shot because it yeah. was just lucky and. It, momentum, blah blah blah. The it, no, I, I completely agree with you. I do think well, the Cavs were, yeah, and the Cavs were better in those moments than than people want to give them credit for. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, it went how it went. It is what it is at this point. I do think LeBron and Kyrie can still be really effective. I don't think that it's championship team stuff unless Anthony Davis somehow became the Anthony Davis that he was always supposed to be, but has never quite been. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, he looked very good that first year, though. The bubble he, was amazing, but they were playing without fans. Leading up to even leading up to the bubble, there was he had a couple fifty and like twenty games. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, these things. You're still playing off prime LeBron at that point, so I mean, it's going to be easy Fair. to score. It's going to be easier to score fifty in LA than it was in New Orleans when you know prime LeBron is somewhere else on the court. Yeah, I, I'm not saying I disagree about you know. Again, Kyrie LeBron and Anthony Davis plus depth, that's a team. I'm not, I'm not, it's just like you're like, uh, they're not getting through the Warriors. I don't even think they would get through the Suns. I don't even think they would get through the Nuggets. 
who, by the way, the Nuggets, this that trade for KCP, I love that move. The Nuggets are the Nuggets yeah. are gonna be terrifying this year. I really believe that. Well, it's depending on Michael Porter. I don't know, but regardless, I like Michael Porter. You know this. That's my guy. His health, though. Yes. His health, though. We don't that know. Back, that we don't back know is, he's, mm-hmm. I have no clue if he's even gonna play this year. So it's I, I'm not. I'm not hating. They, on weren't him they? Either. Weren't they seeing that he was supposed to return towards the end of the season too, though? Yeah, like I, I'm not. I, I, that's what I'm saying. It's just like you mm-hmm. literally don't know what you're gonna get from Michael Porter, and they handed right. him the contract. The a lot of money. He got a lot. They gave of him the full max, like it was nothing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was, I was shocked at that. And I, <laughs> I mean, dude, the Nuggets are paying. They like Aaron Gordon got a hundred million dollars. Oh no, nah, you know, he wasn't worth it. He was not worth it. I mean, I mean, twenty million dollars a year for your fourth option, who is a reliable but not elite defender. I find it strange, and I'm an Aaron Gordon guy because he went to the University of Arizona. I love him. Yeah, I find it strange, but now that the Nuggets are back to full health, I think they're going to be. I think it'll make more sense when it all comes together. The West is a nightmare. The East yeah. is a nightmare. I don't even see where the Lakers are going. Both sides are tough for, for keeping it one hundred. We are but... we are at a point where we need to add two teams to this league. It is time to expand. There is enough Vegas. talent. Yes, Las Vegas and Seattle. LeBron wants to own. LeBron wants to own a Vegas team too. So bring back the Sonics. Bring back the Sonics. I'm gonna sit here and chant that forever. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, since you were brought up Seattle, the one Seattle team that seems to be getting talked about or not so much is uh the Seahawks. Do you? Yeah. Let's bring it over to football. So, um, NFC I mean, West, uh, how do you feel about that? Conference? I mean, it's, it's, it's the Rams division to lose. I don't, you I think don't think, so, I, eh? yeah, I don't think, I mean, I guess if Matthew Stafford is hurt on a more serious level than we know, then I suppose there's some possibility, but. Did you not see, they were mentioning something about, uh, he's dealing with, a uh, elbow tendonitis. Right. That's what I'm saying. So if his mm-hmm. elbow is. If that's something that lingers into the season, then I look at the Cardinals and 49ers. But the mm-hmm. Seahawks, the Seahawks have got nothing. Dude. They don't have an offense. They don't have a defense. I have no idea what they're doing. Like, yeah. and everyone's like, well, they're waiting for the 49ers to cut Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. What exactly is that going to be? <laughs> like, what? Like, I don't. They might as well play for that uh, QB. What is the name? Stroud, who's coming out of college. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't see the point to like this Seattle season to me is an obvious tank. It's a wash. But I don't think, I don't think that they know it though. I think Pete Carroll literally thinks he can win. He's like, we're going to run the ball. Well, you just lost Chris Carson. I'm sorry. That dude had to retire. That sucks. Um, But you know, like, I don't, we're going to run the ball. It's 2022, dude. You don't run the ball. Like, I don't, that's what Joe judge said with the giants too. He's, you know, fired. So I don't, I just don't really, I, I don't, I don't I have mean, any idea what the Seahawks are doing. Do you have any? Can you tell me what the Seahawks are doing? Like, am nope. I missing something? Like, nope. We're moving on. Since uh, <laughs> we're both uh, Patriots fans, talk to me. How you feel about the squad we've got right now? I don't get it. Again, I don't really get it. I don't understand. Like, I heard a dude on uh, the Athletic NFL show, and he was talking about, and he basically said he listed all the Patriot receivers, and he's like, I get it. He's like. They all fit an archetype. I understand why you would do that, but why not just get one good player? And I feel the same way about New England. Like, I don't really, like, I get that this is like, this is quite literally Bill Belichick being like, I can win 
with anybody. Like, yeah. I don't, this guy also said that Bill Belichick is, to, I'm just, I'm just going to copy this dude's interview. I'm just going to repeat everything he said, but he said, yeah, Bill Belichick it. is doing challenge runs while Tom Brady is getting every achievement. And I was like, that is the best way to describe this because Bill Belichick is making it as hard as possible. He doesn't like, there's no, who is the superstar on the Patriots? Currently, what is, who is the superstar player on the New England Patriots? I'd have to go with Matthew Judon. Okay, so is that a good answer? Like, is that not answer really. you felt good about saying? Not like, really. I mean, I like saying? I like Judon, but it's like we all do. I love Matthew Judon. That's no disrespect, but there's a difference between I love this dude because he's a really good player and you're a legitimate superstar. Yeah. I was psyched when the Patriots signed Matthew Judon. It's not that. It's just that, like, like this is like the this is the like they're going into the season with mm-hmm. a Madden roster where everyone's rated 82. Yes, literally, literally. You're just—they like, don't okay. have anybody above ninety in Madden right now. Either. Right, that's what I'm saying. And it's just like, okay, <laughs> like I know that Madden isn't necessarily representative, but it kind of yeah. is. Like, if you're trying to win on Madden, you've got to have like four to five players in the high nineties. That's how you're going to be a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, you've got to have superstar players who can dominate their position, and the Patriots have none of that. And 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 I just miss me with the Mac Jones stuff, like. They got so oh, destroyed man. in the playoffs. Dude, I got to see more. I've got to see more. He made, like, every four weeks, people would be like, he made this beautiful yeah. throw. It's one throw. You're still, you're still not a believer in my guy, McCorkle, huh? Still not a believer in McCorkle. It's not that I don't believe in Matt Jones, okay? And it's not that I don't believe that he can be successful. It's two things. Number one, when he came into this league, New England said he's running the same offense here that he ran at Alabama, which is bull of the highest order. I'm censoring (laughs) myself for your podcast there. That is absolute nonsense. The Patriots have run Erdhart Perkins for 20 years, and Mac Jones has never run anything like that, and it is absolute nonsense and disingenuous of them to say otherwise. He's he's run more of a he run a shotgun more, no? Oh yeah, he's, yeah. he's more of a shotgun guy. Well, he well he ran the Alabama offense, which is I throw to wide open receivers all the time because we're Alabama. So yeah. it's just he's you know, and I'm not saying he wasn't good at times. There were some throws that were gorgeous, but that's every quarterback who gets in the NFL can make a gorgeous throw every now and then. Like Mm -hmm. getting destroyed in a playoff game is a pretty good indicator of your inability to be the guy. And I'm not saying that we need to take all of that and say, it's one year. I get it. And some of the things that he did were impressive, but like, can you really blame that playoff game on him though? At no point last season, did I see Mac Jones like, you know what I'm talking about when I say that some guys are like this. I'm gonna. Some guys are like to heck with this. I'm gonna win this game. Yeah. And Mac Jones does not have that. Joe Burrow has that. Lamar Jackson okay. has that. Deshaun Watson, even though he's a bad person, has that as a quarterback. Oh, yeah. The diddler, I, the fiddler, and diddler. Yeah. And <laughs> who's just apparently gonna start this week for the Browns? By the way, no yeah. big problem. Watch out, Cleveland. Apparently, but um, like. <laughs> Yo, I mean, what are we what are we supposed to do? Like, what are we supposed to do? I thought that that stuff was like, when it first came out, I was like, come on, man. Like, because it was so weirdly timed. Even I was like, it's unfair. Peyton Manning got away from this stuff forever. Mm-hmm. You're, 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 you're punishing Deshaun Watson without a criminal, blah, blah, blah. I was, I understood all of those arguments. 
But mm-hmm. like two years later, with what we've learned at this point, like I got I got nothing for Deshaun now. Like, well, mm-hmm. like he's not sorry, he doesn't care, he doesn't think he did anything wrong. Yo, again, watch out, Cleveland. It's the same because I got his jersey, the red Texans jersey, too. And oh. the next fall, not even a year later, comes out, he's a diddler, man. And it's like, I don't even want to wear it outside because then I'm going to be like, oh, you support Deshaun Watson, eh? And it's like, no, I don't support. I like him as a player, but no one knows that. They just, it's, you wearing his jersey, you support what he did. Yeah, and that's the thing is like, the city of Cleveland is kind of just like, well, we're okay with it. Like, and I was just like, all right, man. Like, like it's like, all right. Like, you know, that's what I expect from people in Ohio. Though, like, yeah. like, like, you know, I expect people in Ohio to go acquire a sexual predator and then give him the most money of all time. That is the behavior I expect. That's a Cleveland from type of. Oh, yeah. That's just Ohio. That's Ohio. <laughs> that is what the Ohio State University would do. Hey, so, hey, um, no, don't include my calves with that. Uh, my calves, they, they, they behave let, right now. I'm going to let the calves go. I'm going to let the calves uh, go. Because uh, you know, hey. Yeah, you I, you, I, two years ago, I told you Darius Garland was the man. You did, you did, two and years. I wasn't, I wasn't a believer until this season. I wasn't a believer, but I'm, you, I'm gonna back myself up on that one. I've been saying Darius told. Garland was the man. I love you that. Did. You did. I, I just think with Mac Jones that he is like Mac Jones is. He's like Jimmy Garoppolo. Like he's, he's not gonna hold you back. He's not gonna hold you back, but he's also oh. not gonna put you over the top. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, he can win. He could win a Super Bowl with like a Ravens, a 2000 Ravens defense. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That's Mac Jones. I'm oh. sorry. Okay, so what, what's your cop then? What's your cop then? Who, who is Mac Jones to you? He's Kirk Cousins, dog. Like, I'm trying to tell you. Like, I think he's missed, he's a little bit better than you like that. I think he could be better than that version of Kirk Cousins. If you remember what he was in his last year with the Washington expletives, uh, he Kirk that Kirk Cousins was a hooper that year. Like Kirk Cousins, not as a person. I think he's a crazy person, but yes. as a quarterback, I've been a pro Kirk Cousins guy. Nobody has done more with less than Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is like if you or me wandered onto an NFL team, but we somehow made it work. Like that's that's like what Kirk Cousins is like, and now he's with the coach who actually believes in him. Everyone yes. has talked about the fact that obviously we go get back to that. We go okay. get back to that before we'll get we get back. back to that. I just want to talk about the Saints and the Ravens just because okay, Big do it, hit me. And Dave are not here, and I want to you know give them a little bit of respect. So let's talk about the Saints first. The Big T Saints. Talk to me. You you like the Saints this year? I actually like the Saints a lot more than most people do. I I, I know I'm hard on Jameis, but number one, everyone has talked about Sean Payton being gone and that lack of continuity. It's fair. Mm-hmm. But you've had the same offensive coordinator and the same defensive coordinator forever now. Dennis mm-hmm. Allen has been there for years. Pete Carmichael has been there since 2009. Like the Saints have continuity in how they call plays. And so, yeah. yes, it's a changeover of head coach, specifically who's making the decisions. I understand that. But I don't think the Saints are going to suffer – like in the way that you know, like long term, like people have been they like, still have talent on the team. They are, they still have talent, and I don't like I don't think Dennis Allen is a bad coach, and mm-hmm. he has been a very good defensive coordinator. So yeah. you know, we'll see exactly how it goes. I it's the offense. 
I, I think everyone agrees, right? Like, what, what are you going to get from Jameis? Is it going to be another one of these 30 touchdown, 30 interception sort of seasons? And as much as I just ragged in Ohio and I hate to – Chris Olave is going to be good. Okay? Yes. I Chris like, Olave like is going it. to be really good. I hate that guy. But Talk to me. Uh, uh, hear me out on this one. I said he's going to have a better season than Michael Thomas. This season? Yes. Or like better than any season. This season. This season, he's going to have a better season than Michael Thomas. Yes, I agree. I I agree. I don't know that. I don't even know what Michael Thomas is anymore. He's barely played for two years. And it's not not disrespect to Michael Thomas. I am a person who was on here talking about how Michael Thomas was on the, you know, the path to break Jerry Rice's receiving record. Like, I'm the dude. (laughs) What? What? Statistically, statistically, he was like, I'm not on I, pace. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying he was I wouldn't going have to. agreed that he would actually get there. Never said he was going to do it. I was just mm. in awe of his numbers. Yeah, he had that kind of talent. So I'm not a hater of Michael Thomas, despite again where he went to college. But I don't he, think he would have had the yardage, though. I feel he probably could have had the catches because he's probably. not a big yard after the catch guy. But there's very few dudes who have come into the league and averaged 1,200 yards from the start. And he was doing that before he started to fall apart. So, you know, Mike Evans is the only dude who's done it eight times to hit 1,000 yards. And you look at – you look at dude, Mike Evans, by the way, most underrated receiver in the league and, like, in history. But regardless. Definitely. I, he's, I, a lot of people never consider him in the top five, but he's got numbers comparable to the guys in the top five every well, single year. It's always it's always the receptions. People are like, well, he only gets yards and touchdowns. Oh, you mean those things that win games? Yeah, yeah what a horrible thing. Sorry that he doesn't catch 55 he's a, he's a big play guy. He's a big play guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry he's not running two yard split routes and then getting tackled. Oh, I'm so sorry, Wes Welker. He's not <laughs> like I I think Chris Olave will definitely have a better season than Michael Thomas. I don't even think that's a hot take. I think you're just right. Mm-hmm. Okay. All I, right. I just, Somebody agrees. Because uh, I have a, a couple guys who are like, nah, Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas. I'm like, mm, Chris Olave, he, he might surprise a lot of you guys this year. Well, think about this. Coming out of the gate, you're not going to double Chris Olave, especially when, when Michael Thomas is on the field, even with Michael mm-hmm. Thomas' injury. And Jarvis Landry. Exactly. Chris so, Olave's not getting the double. He's going to be open. And depending, and the other thing about Olave, again, which I hate about, <laughs> Ohio, they, they're wide receiver you. It is what it is. And, and he, he could play inside. He can play outside. I love his technique. I Very like good route runner. Oh, yeah. And I, I, he's not the fastest dude in the world. All that stuff. Remember when he like ran the hand time 425? Yeah. And then it turned out it was actually like a 439. He's still fast. Mm-hmm. But I just, I like dudes like that who can do a little bit of everything. And yeah, I don't think that's a hot take at all. It's just Jameis. Like, what what Jameis are we going to get is, you know, uh, the man just believes he can make every throw. Mm-hmm. And and he can in to some ways. Yeah. Like, I, dude, I look like Jameis when I play Madden. I'm like, oh, we're going deep. Four <laughs> verticals, baby. Uh, you know, just I'm going. Yeah. And it results in a lot of turnovers. But mm. I, the funny thing is, analytically if you look at james winston so many of his interceptions are on deep balls that Mm -hmm. they basically function as punts and it's not that horrible analytically it's interesting here my thing 
we look at the the 30 interceptions and we just like oh Jameis how could you but I watched a lot of the Bucks games that year a lot of those interceptions were careened off of the the wide receiver hand and the DB just happened to be there so yes 30 is still a ridiculous amount, but his receivers did not do him any justice on those picks either. I mean, I would agree with you, but they won seven games and then all they did was swap him out for Tom Brady and then they won the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I mean, uh, I, like I, I, I want to agree argue you. that. Can't I want argue. to agree with you, but the only substantial change between those two teams was Jameis Winston to Tom Brady and they won the Super Bowl. I just think that... I'm just saying. But it's the GOAT Brady, man. No, it's the GOAT point. Brady. That's the point. Is that they went, like, Jameis was, had them as a losing team. And mm. then when you bring the best player of all time, they win a Super Bowl. Okay, so what's the, what is the actual value of the team? They were probably, like, a 10 to 11 win team. And mm. Jameis is costing them two to three wins by just throwing horribly timed interceptions. And I'll agree with you, dude. Fair enough. Tom Brady in his first season in Tampa Bay especially, and actually last year, there were a lot of tipped interceptions. I'm not going to argue with that. That shit happens in Tampa Bay. That's been a problem. Yeah. But there's still a Super Bowl ring to go with it now. And so that's not to say that James can't be better. He can. Mm-hmm. But, like, the Saints are a team with that defense. Him and Carson Wentz have the similar issue with not letting the play go. See, I think that's disrespectful to Jameis to bring up Carson Wentz, man. That, <laughs> dude, that... Man, Carson Wentz, I've got, yo, um, you want to hear me hate on a quarterback. Like, that guy, that guy is nothing. He is a big, fat, nothing burger as a human, as a quarterback, as an everything. Carson Wentz, no. No love over here for Carson Wentz. Uh, I cannot wait to watch the Washington, whatever the hell they are, lose 11 games (laughs) like they always do. And then go spend a hundred million dollars in free agency like they always do. They're never yeah. gonna do anything until they get rid of that racist pig, Daniel Snyder. And good riddance, they don't deserve to win anything. <laughs> I don't care about Washington. All right, moving on. We got the lowdown on the Saints. All right, before actually, before we leave the Saints, do the Bucks beat them at least once this season? Yes, it's gotta happen at some point. For my mental sanity, at the very least, it needs to happen. So I'm gonna say they yes. face in week two, I believe it is, right? That's a really good time early in the season. Catch them before they get that defense rolling. I like. I. I. I think. I think we're gonna get them one time. But if he loses, if they lose both again, I'm. I'm Listen, I'm gonna just. I don't know. I need. I need. Mike Evans to have a good game. I feel like that's the missing thing for them. Mike Evans needs to get one on his dad, so to speak, Marshawn Lattimore. I agree. The numbers are too ugly for the that matchup right now against him. He needs to get this one if they want to win. All he got to do is point to that Super Bowl ring, and then it doesn't even matter. That's all you got to do. That's hey, all you got to do you with go. your Tampa Bay. There you go. All right, Baltimore now. Let's talk. First things first, uh, the contract with Lamar. What's well, What's happening with that? They have to pay him. They're going to pay him, and they have to. You can't there's, – mm. there's, there's no – you can't replace Lamar Jackson. He's obviously mm. a unique one of a all-time talent. He's there's never been a player like Lamar Jackson, and there never will be again. Their right. entire team is built around him. And we now that question him. now. Do you think any other team would support him the way Baltimore has, even no. if he left? No, but I don't 
actually necessarily think that's the right thing to do either. I don't think that building your entire team around his one greatest strength and then basically making everything else he does tertiary is a good idea. I'm, mm. I don't, I, I don't, I don't agree with the way that Baltimore. So you handles. think, so you think because they lean so much into his running ability that hurt him? Is that what you're saying? Yes, because the greatest years that Mike Vick ever had, and I'm not trying to say that Lamar Jackson, like Mike Vick, Mike Vick was not Lamar Jackson, but Mark Jackson mm-hmm. is the greatest athlete who has ever played the position of quarterback. I truly believe that. Mm-hmm. But the greatest he was a better, season, way better thrower than Lamar was. Mike Vick, Mike Vick had a cannon, an absolute, mm-hmm. an absolute cannon. But his best seasons were the years where he the would Eagles? play quarter, Yes, when he would play pocket quarterback and use mm-hmm. his legs as a weapon. Not yeah. just, and I understand that Lamar has to use his legs more. I get that. I'm not, I understand that he can't just play pocket quarterback, but there needs to be more of a middle ground. Otherwise you're going to mm-hmm. keep running into these playoff games where you run into a team that is just prepared to stop the run and you've got nothing you can do. Right. And, then, and then you trade Hollywood Brown on top of that. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't know what, I don't, the Ravens have to pay them. They built their entire team. Around I feel like it's, but, I feel like uh, his issue is that he is just so good of a runner that it's hard for him not to just run the ball, you know? It's, it's like, how do I put it? It's like a, a chef. He is so good at making an omelet that it's like, why make, why make a eggs benedict? when you just make the best omelet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's also like you're going into an eggs Benedict competition saying, I'm going to win this with an omelet. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> there like, we go. This is a passing league. Yeah. And so while I agree with you, I think you've got to, because what happens when things break down and you're down three touchdowns? Mm. That happens in the playoffs. And we've seen teams come back and it's never a team that's running the ball. It's a yeah. team with, and Andrew Luck, who's we'll five, to four 30, touchdowns. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. 40 points behind, and we're going to throw the ball 80 times. Like, it's not to say that things, again, just like we talked about with, like, the Warriors, like, things mm-hmm. could break the right way. And maybe they would break, you know, face three teams with horrible run defenses, and they could just go 2014 Patriots like they did to the Colts and run all over everybody. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe that's a possibility. But you're asking for so many things to break the right way when you do that, and then you have – undermines your passing game on top of it. I understand they didn't want to pay Hollywood Brown big money. I get that. Like, I don't know that Hollywood Brown is a number one receiver in the sense of like paying him, but also mm-hmm. were you going to have, I don't think you're going to have to pay him that money. I, I don't, he's never had those stats. So. So uh, and he, he never made a pro bowl. He right. doesn't have an all pro. Yeah. yeah. And, and so like, you're trying to tell me that what, what Mark Andrews is their number one weapon, right? Like, okay. So he's a tight end. on his, uh, this is a contract year now, no? Um, it's either his contract year or the year before. Uh, I think the Cardinals intend to pay him, but who knows? You know, I, I you never know what the Cardinals are going to do, but we'll get to them later, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think, I think the Ravens keep kind of cutting off their nose to spite their face. Like, you can't yeah. have no receivers and you can't have no passing game. And if you just want to say, hey, we're going to have all tight ends and we don't do receivers and we're going to play 1965 football, like, okay, I just don't really think that you're going to win a Super Bowl. And I think that's a disservice to Lamar Jackson because he mm-hmm. has all the talent in the world. Like, like, are you going to tell me that Sean McVay 
couldn't win a Super Bowl with Lamar Jackson? Like, like is that what you're going to He definitely could. That's what I'm saying. Like, it mm. doesn't have to be this way. Like, look, look, mm. at the, look at the 49ers of, like, 2014, the Kaepernick era, right? Yeah. Kaepernick, yes, Kaepernick also had a better, stronger arm than Lamar Jackson. But Kaepernick also really struggled with accuracy problems. Yeah. Lamar is more accurate than Kaepernick was. Mm. More accurate than Kaepernick ever was. You're going to tell me? And Greg Roman was a part of that 49ers team. So I understand he comes yeah. over here. But that 49ers team still had more structure in the passing game. They mm-hmm. had good receivers. And I just Vernon Davis, Michael Crabtree, Ted Ginn for a bit. They had Randy Moss in his last season. He played yeah. in that Super yeah, Bowl. You know, right. like, I forgot so, about that. And I know that Randy wasn't Randy by then, but his hands were still glue. And, yeah. and you, you could still get that ball in his hands. Like the I just don't think the Ravens have done enough to they just don't have a passing game. And I just don't. I don't think it matters. Like, they're going to pay him. I don't think it matters. Like, and you put in your notes, like, before, like, AFC North gauntlet. I don't really think the AFC North is going to be a gauntlet. I don't really. You think it's just Bengals and then everybody else? Pretty much because, like, we don't even know if Deshaun Watson is going to play. I I just, I don't. I mean, the Ravens will be good. The Ravens are always good. They're going to win nine or 10 Mm. games. They'll be good. They're not going to be great. The, the, and the Steelers, I I, I have no clue. They haven't, you know, if they're going to, I understand everyone's argument. Well, Ben Roethlisberger was really limited over the past two years. Okay, but you brought in Mitch Trubisky. So if we're going to talk about limited, like how, I don't. How you feel about that Kenny Pickett guy? You see any of his tape or anything? You watch him when he was in college? I mean, I just don't really think that any of the quarterbacks this year were like worthy of. Like, mm. I, I think everyone was kind of right. Like with Pickett, it's like like everyone says like what are you doing he's like an old school pocket passer like is that what like i understand that there's still some like everyone well tom brady okay yeah that's tom brady man like Mm -hmm. you gotta be able to move i I don't know and and, well i i think the pocket qb thing can still work but you can't be a statue like you can't have no mobility whatsoever like i look at mac like as a pocket qb but i've seen he's able to move around like if uh, the pocket breakdown, he can scramble a little bit, extend the play. So I still think in that aspect, the pocket QB can work. I like, mean, do you consider Herbert uh, like a scrambling QB, or do you like what what archetype uh, do you consider Herbert? I consider Justin Herbert. If God could build a quarterback, he would build Justin Herbert. Like, I mean, dude, like I mean, yo, that dude. I mean, come on, he's like six six. He can run like uh, he's uh, that dude is built like uh, if if you were gonna build a quarterback, I, I Justin Herbert is the one. Like I I I would call him. Uh, I mean I don't know. Like I would call him a mobile pocket quarterback. Like because he okay, can, I mean but he's fast, dude. He's so much yeah. faster than he should be. Like yeah, he, like the thing is, is he can play the game in the pocket. Like this is the thing that Aaron Rodgers always excelled at that no one ever talks about. Aaron Rodgers is a lot faster than anyone gives him credit for, mm. and he barely uses it. He uses his legs when the play breaks down and when it is necessary. And he has gotten so many first downs that are frustrating yeah. those of us betting against like, him. I consider Aaron Rodgers, that's the I, that's the best one you brought up. Because like he's not a like a mobile QB by any means, but like like you said, if the play breaks down, he has to move, he will move. Andrew so, Luck like, was the same way. Andrew Luck was the same way. Yes, yes. So in that aspect, I think that the pocket QB 
is still alive in that aspect. So do you do you do you believe in Kenny Pickett? Like, are you? No, I uh, I think he was just because he's a hometown kid. That's, right, that kind of influence. It's, well, it's a holdover. Yeah, it's like a. Yeah. It, we're getting a kid who's local to make the fans happy while we figure something else out. I'll be honest with you. If, if he works out, it works out. I like. I wouldn't be like, oh wow, I did not see this coming because like from what I've seen, he, he can he can throw the ball. So it's just, will it translate? You want a hot take? Talk to me. Mitch Trubisky will be more successful in Pittsburgh than Kenny. Wee. Oh, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Number one. Mitch Trubisky is that dude who has those legs who can break down. And I've I've always hated this guy. So this is not some, I'm secretly a Mitch Trubisky truther, but the dude did win 12 games with Chicago. I know they had an elite defense. Winning 12 games means you can at least manage the game on some level. He just went to a game. He just went to a place in Buffalo where he watched Josh Allen, who is Josh Allen, like, like Mitch Trubisky is Walmart, Josh Allen, like just straight up, like, Josh Allen is everything in terms that, of athleticism in every way, arm yeah. strength in, in every way. Mitch Trubisky is a worse version of Josh Allen, mm. but they're a similar player. And he just watched how that guy could be successful. And I just think, I mean, Josh Allen wasn't really known for his accuracy when he first got drafted either. So. Exactly. And I understand working with Brian Dable is one thing. And so maybe going to Matt Canada and, and yeah. the Steelers, maybe that's not, I, but I do think, I also, I mean, look, let's be honest. The Steelers like to throw the ball deep and Mitch Trubisky yeah. can do that. And mm. Kenny Pickett can do that. And they're just basically like, look, we're going to see. Who, go up and get it. Yes. Whoever's going to throw the most accurate deep ball, you're going to start. Fine. And, and that's the thing because Roethlisberger couldn't even throw the ball deep. So. Noodle. You know, Super noodle arm. He was done years ago, man. He was done years ago. He's like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. He hung on way the hell too since long. Since AB, everyone over. If we're if we're keeping it one hundred, since AB, which makes you wonder how long was he actually good? Because Ben Roethlisberger actually had the Steelers are agree or disagree. The Steelers are the best team in the league at drafting and developing wide receivers. Yes, like they are the absolute best. At wide it. receiver nobody, factory. Nobody does it like they. They do. just and they just find receivers and then just turn them into something. Remember Martavis Bryant? Yep. But, uh, yeah, dude, there, there have been so many of them who went somewhere else and they weren't. Uh, what about the one who, uh, uh, Mike? Um, Mike Wallace? Mike Wallace, thank you. I wanted to yep. say Mike Williams. Uh, there have been so many. I mean, mm-hmm. he started out with Heinz Ward. You know, yep. like he, he's always had elite receivers. And in the last couple of years, when it maybe San Antonio Holmes. Bit, San Antonio yeah. Holmes. Yep. When it dipped a tiny little bit, and it, it wasn't even necessarily they were bad, but his talent dipped and maybe they didn't have the best receiver in the league and suddenly he's well, nothing. You're right. Like, after Antonio Brown, like, n- none of the talent they've had, they've been good receivers, but none of them have been Heinz Ward or Antonio Brown. Ben Roethlisberger has literally been bad since at least 2018. When they when they lost to Jacksonville. Yeah. It, it's been oh, since yeah. at least that then. Was, that was a stinker of a game, too. It's been since at least then, and yeah. I honestly think you could argue that he was holding back, holding them back before then. So That's the interesting. Steelers, was A.B. really masking Ben Roethlisberger? I think so. In a lot of ways. I mean, dude, he had Le'Veon Bell. He had A.B. He had all these guys who were masking his his inefficiencies as a player. And I'm not saying that, like, 
there were definitely times when Ben Roethlisberger was a very good quarterback. He had oh, some yeah. really good seasons. He had a lot of 500-yard games, too. But there are a lot of seasons where he was, like, horrendous. And I'm mm-hmm. just saying that in the annals of history, like, like, he's way closer to, like, Joe Flacco than he is Drew Brees. But he's got two rings. Yeah. So a lot of people would put him ahead of both. Well, he also had Palomalu. And that uh, good defense. All at the time, time defense. Yeah. All time. And, you know, I just, I, I've never been a Roethlisberger guy. So maybe that's mm. the hater in me, but I don't, I don't know. But that being said, if Trubisky like had some success this year, I honestly wouldn't be surprised. Mm. Damn, Mike Tomlin can scheme up anything. He's one of the best coaches in the game. He can figure anything out. He keeps his team yeah. competitive at all times. I think they're going to find a way to make this work. I still think they're going to have a winning record this year. I still think they'll be nine and eight, 10 and seven. Like, okay. I still, uh, I still think they're going to be like really good. I don't think they're like a contender, but I just think you don't want to play the Steelers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're always going to be a tough out just because of that defense. And yeah. which brings me to my next question. Uh, one of my friends, yeah, they say he believes that, TJ Watt, when it's all said and done, could have a case as GOAT edge linebacker. Mm. Uh, I mean, statistically, it would be hard to say he's not on that pace. I mean, mm-hmm. he's been one of the best defensive players in the league since he got there. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, it, it's hard. To, I mean, it's Lawrence Taylor, right? Like, yeah, he's, he's the guy. So, so yeah. it's hard to, it's hard. The, the eras are so different, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to like, if, if you showed me that and you showed me the numbers that backed it up, I, I don't think I would argue it because I think, mm-hmm. I think he, and I think it, I think it's reasonable to say he may end up as the best Watt and that's not a diss at JJ. It's just that JJ Watt has had his injuries derailed yeah. him. Yeah, because a lot of people forget before Aaron Donald was on the scene, it JJ was oh, yeah. the guy as the like lineman. I think prime JJ Watt was better than prime Aaron Donald. I, I like I think I I well I mean dude like JJ Watt could play inside, play outside. He could rush the passer. He got multiple interceptions. He could drop into coverage. JJ Watt he could even played tight end a couple times. Yeah, too. he could do everything. Like yeah. a couple of those, a couple of those seasons that he had while the Texans had no quarterback when they were like with Brian Hoyer and shit. Yeah. A couple of those seasons were unreal. And and, and yeah. maybe I don't, I don't, I don't know that I don't know that anybody, even Aaron Donald, I don't know. I've seen a few games where maybe I'm wrong. I, maybe I'm wrong. But those two to me are the best defensive linemen ever. Donald and JJ. Yeah. Aaron Donald is better. There's no question. Aaron Donald yeah. has been Aaron Donald has been healthier. He's been the best. But like also, right, how like, do you how where would you stack him up against Reggie White? Because for me, if Reggie White is the guy when it comes to playing anywhere on the line. That's that's fair. And Reggie was the cornerstone of multiple elite defenses for different for different teams. So, yeah. like, that's one thing to me. When you look at a dude who crosses teams, play for the Eagles, play for the, you know, Packers, and he's the best defensive player in the league, essentially, for both teams. I, I'll agree with that. If you're going to tell yeah. me Reggie White, I'm not going to argue. Like, I'm not going to argue that. Like, mm. I think 
I think this is one of those things where it does get, when you get to the nitty gritty, it's personal choice. And I think that if you, if you said JJ Watt, if you said Aaron Donald, if you said Reggie White, I think you're right. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I can't sit here and make that was a rhyme too. <laughs> I just, I just, for me, there were a couple of seasons where like I like JJ Watt would control a game from mm-hmm. the defensive line. And Aaron Donald does that too. But if you have a really big offensive tackle, you can neutralize Aaron Donald. That is the one thing is that he is short. And we yeah. saw in the, in the Patriots Rams Super Bowl when Trent Brown was switched on to Aaron Donald, like they tried to put Aaron Donald on the edge and Trent Brown is just this massive human yeah. who couldn't get by him. Now they put him back inside and it went fine. But I'm just saying you can counter Aaron Donald if you have the biggest offensive line in the league. And I don't mm. think there's any counter to J.J. Watt. But again, I'm splitting It's a tall so ass, essentially, what you're saying, to find yeah. somebody to counter him. Exactly. You, you, some nerd on Twitter is going to hear this and put together a video proving that Aaron Donald <laughs> is the best ever. Or whatever. <laughs> I don't think we got that much traction over here, but <laughs> if if they knew, he did put a caveat on it. He did say there isn't many people who can get somebody big enough to even say they counter him. Yeah. So, and it's one thing to say, "Oh, I've got this big guy," and then he has no technique to even stop Donald. Yeah, I can cite one instance. It's not like it's not like a, it's like when people are like, "Oh, just drafted Draymond Green." <laughs> you can't just find one. Like it doesn't yeah. work that way. Yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. Moving yeah, on. The AFC North. Let me say one last thing. Yeah. All right. Give talk me, to me. Talk to me. I understand that their defense is going to have some regression because last year their defense overperformed. I get that. But yes, give me Joe Burrow with an actual offensive line. I think they can be better. Cause I like the the pickup they got with the safety Daxton Hill. I think he can be a good guy to add with uh, Jesse yeah. Bates. I just think I'm that not they, sold on Eli Apple though. Uh, well, I just yeah, I just think they outperformed their talent last okay. year. I think yeah. there will be a little bit of regression on defense, but yeah. I don't think it will matter because now they have an actual offensive line to protect Joe Burrow. Yeah, so it's out. like one of those like they kind of. Yep. Okay. That's I think I think that's a 12 13 win team. I okay. I know that the Super Bowl hangover scares people. Does not scare me at all. I'm all on the Bengals. I we're love in, We're in a different era. We're, nobody expected the Chiefs to even be knocking at the doorstep after three straight visits. Like outside of the Patriots, no other team in a while has been able to say they had what was it four NFC or AFC championships in a exactly. row? That's so, what I'm saying. Hey. We can't I'll take it. go to the Oaks. They're they're destined to have their Super Bowl hangover. Like yeah. we're we're seeing that first off, QBs were never this good out of the gates with off of being drafted. So like trend breaking. We're breaking the yeah. trends now. So. and you know me, I'm a Joe Burrow stand. So it is what it is. So you taking him over Herbert? Uh if if I was drafting a team, like for the next 10 years, sort of thing. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I love Justin Herbert. I really do. But I see Tom Brady when I watch Joe Burrow play. And I can't. I just, I can't. When I watch Joe Burrow, I see Tom Brady with wheels. That's what I see. So I, I just, I see Tom Brady with a little bit of wheels, and that's who I'm picking. I, I love Joe Burrow. That's my guy. Say no more. Yep. All right. Uh, so the West, let's talk about the West. Is, is this fair to say the West is a gauntlet, AFC West? Yes, best division in football, maybe the best division I've ever seen. Okay. All right, then. So talk to me. How do you think this uh, division shapes up? Chargers, Chiefs, 
Raiders, Broncos. Oh. I'm not buying the Broncos. I, I mean, I think they're going to be good, but I'm not. Broncos country. Let's but, ride. <laughs> let's ride. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> let's I'm, ride. I just, I don't. I've been a big Russell Wilson guy, so maybe that's weird because I've always believed in him. But at this point, I mean, I don't know. It's I just you feel like the the Wilson aura is worn off now. I I just think it's still a difficult situation. Like they're still an incomplete team. They have a good defense, but it's not. You know, you lose Von Miller. They're not quite where they once were along the defensive line. They yeah. have good but not great offensive weapons. The offensive line is always a question in Denver. It seems like that will never not be the case. And I just, you know, there's yeah. still also the fact that Russell Wilson wants a contract extension that they have not given him. And so I just, like, to me, that, Matt, like, when you trade all this stuff to acquire a dude and then don't extend him, I find that weird. I find that very weird. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. Now, the reason I like the Raiders more than them also is, probably biased towards Josh McDaniels. I think Josh McDaniels is going to have fun with this team. And I like the Josh McDaniels, Derek Carr pairing. And so I just think the Raiders are going to be one of those teams that like, they're just going to be like one week they score. See, 10, my, and then the next week they score 50. Like, I, I just think that I, I like the Broncos simply because I think they've got, the better QB than the Raiders. Like, as as great as the Raiders team is, they still got the fourth best QB in that league, and it's we all know it's a QB's league, no? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I would agree with that, but that would mean that Russell Wilson is markedly better than Derek Carr at this point. And last season, he wasn't. Last season, Derek Carr was better. Now, okay. he was, I know he was hurt. I know he was hurt. Yeah. But before he was hurt, he wasn't playing that well anyway. And I mean, I, and, and look, okay, let's go back to the season before. The first half of the season, he was killing it. The second yeah. half of the season, he well, was that, that's what he always does. He always starts out hot and then he fades into the sunset towards the end of the. Yeah. And I mean, he was good to start last season, but he wasn't like, it wasn't like the season. It was one of their weaker. It was one of their weaker starts. That's, start. that's what I'm saying. Is they were blowing the doors off of yeah. everyone. It's like Russ is cooking off. I'm just saying, like, maybe this is a perfect situation for him. Maybe everything is just going to work out. But I feel like, let me put you this way I feel like the Broncos are one or two injuries away from this whole season falling apart. And I don't okay. feel the other way. I don't feel that way about the Raiders, the Chargers, or the Chiefs. Like, mm. like I'll put you this way. If Russell Wilson gets hurt, the Broncos season is done. Yeah. I don't feel that way about Derek Carr. Like, I think, I think Josh McDaniels, we've seen him figure it out with a dude who didn't even play in college. Yeah. Like, we, we, we saw that in New England. So part of that is my faith in Josh McDaniels. I think it's part of it, too. So if you just want to boil it down to quarterbacks and tell me Russell Wilson's better than Derek Carr, I'll listen to that. But okay, but I'm but I'm personally taking the Raiders, and I'm taking Justin Herbert over Pat Mahomes this season as the better QB. Or yes, okay. If if I was drafting quarterbacks for the next ten years, my order would be number one Joe Burrow, number two Justin Herbert, number three Pat Mahomes. Mm, okay, that's that's how I feel. I know. I that, assume uh, four would be Josh Allen. Yeah, I think you have to. I mean, well, number one would actually be Tom Brady. <laughs> but no, um, I, uh, I I think four would have to be Josh Allen. I think you're okay. right. I mean, I think I think that's fair. Uh, you know, I, I, 
And it's not that I don't like Pat Mahomes. I think Pat Mahomes is amazing. But I also think that we've kind of seen some of the limitations of what he could be when, like, when things aren't working. And, again, the other mm-hmm. caveat to this is I've said this before. You and I talked about this on my show. Yeah. The other caveat is I would have Deshaun Watson probably number one. I, Deshaun That's Watson, what I was saying. Yeah. Literally, Watson, like, two years ago. Yeah. It Deshaun was Watson was my Mahomes. Guy. Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, that's who we were talking about. And we, just two years later, they're yeah. being forgotten about. If, if we were taking all of that other stuff out of it, mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson would be the guy I want. Yes. I, Deshaun Watson would be the guy I want, even maybe over yes. Joe I love Deshaun Watson. I'm pretty sure it was you I was saying where I was like, if Deshaun Watson was on the yeah. Chiefs, they're just as good. But he is a bad person. <laughs> and so it's yes. just, I don't want to, I don't, you know. So if we take that out, then that's a whole other scenario. But I, you know, I, I just think Pat Mahomes is kind of like the modern day Brett Favre. Like he's just really wild, man. Like he mm. just gets out there and slings it. And you know, they kind of. I mean, have, for a while, a lot of people said Brett Favre was the best QB in the league. Let those people drink. <laughs> I mean, he won know. street. What was it? Three MVPs back to back to back. He won one Super Bowl. I mean, I, he wins. ran into the Denver Broncos who couldn't be denied. Well, okay. So that's, but that's the question then. When we're, when we're evaluating quarterbacks, we love to say like wins are not a QB stat and blah, 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 yeah. all these things. And the people who would say that the, the, the Peyton Manning and Brett Favre peoples will tout the MVPs. And I'm just looking at Tom Brady, like seven rings, man, two different teams. What do you want? Okay. Peyton won with two different teams, one time with each. And, and he, he also watched. got, yeah, and he also got, you know, he was washed. And he also got stomped in the most embarrassing Super Bowl of all time. Like, when the Patriots yeah. lost to the Eagles in the Super Bowl, it was, like, one of the greatest games ever played in the history of football. And it took a, a strip sack at the end. Yeah, so even when even when New England loses, it's, like, a spectacular firework show yeah. because Tom you Brady's get your the money's fucking worth. man. Yes, because Tom you Brady's the man. Yeah, Tom, dude, do you remember the Panthers Super Bowl? Everyone forgets that Super Bowl was great. He dude. was cooking. He, was, he wasn't so a game was, manager in that game. But so was Jake Delone. Jake Delone yes. was balling, dude. That yeah. game, that game is one of the best Super Bowls of all time that gets completely forgotten. Yeah, regardless, because the Patriots I'm, won. That's why. You bring me on your show. You're bringing off topic on your show. That's how. It's like. <laughs> hey I, man, we appreciate it. What do you think of the AFC West though? Are you taking the Chiefs or the Chargers? Because it's one of those two. I like the Chargers. I like the Chargers. Right? Dude, yeah. you've got Justin Herbert. You've got J.C. Jackson. I know that Khalil Mack is older, but you're going to tell me he's not going to be rejuvenated to be yeah. playing in that system with, with Bosa? Like, If Von Miller can rejuvenate, then so can Khalil Mack. That's what I'm saying. And and, and, and so I – and by the way, Von Miller and Buffalo, that team is going to be scary. Yes. And that's the biggest reason I'm not thinking about the Patriots is because the Bills are going to own that division. Like I still think we have a chance to get one upset on them. I sure. think we can catch them lacking one of those games. Bill Bill could coach a one-game victory out of anybody. That's absolutely yeah. true. But Miami is going to be a lot better with Mike McDaniel. The Jets uh, are still going to be yeah. I think yeah. Miami's going to be good. I, I'm not saying I like some of the rookies that the Jets got. I, I like some. I like Garrett Wilson. I like um. There's a next guy they got. I forget his name, but Garrett Wilson. I thought he was the best key wide receiver in the draft. I promise you, the Jets are gonna suck. I promise. Brees Hall. That's the, the guy they got. The yeah. Jets are the Jets are going to suck. They're going to suck so bad. As always, they are terrible. I, I think they're gonna. Have I, 
a couple I of splash hate, plays. I hate the New York Jets. Anyway, I just, know you do. Just for I know, your listeners, and you don't I just want your listeners to know. You know I just want your listeners to know that I hate the New York Jets in a way that most people hate, like, I don't know, opposite political parties or like, <laughs> their step-parents. That's how much I wow. hate the New York Jets. Yeah, wow. I've got wow. stepfather hatred for the New York Jets. That's what that is. <laughs> oh, man. All I've right. Got... <laughs> yes, we know. You hate the Jets. <laughs> Moving on. So um, you, we did, you did touch on it just a little bit, but we're coming back to it. Vikings, talk yeah. to me. What is it that you said you liked about the Vikings? You like the, the new coach they got, and he believes in Kirk Cousins. Well, everybody in the world knows that Zimmer and Cousins hated each other. Most specifically, that Zimmer hated Cousins. And yeah. it's like, you know, we I think we've all been wondering, like, shouldn't Justin Jefferson be the focal point of their offense? Like, what the hell are you Is doing? Is he not? No. Or are you no. saying it's more Dalvin Cook than yeah. there? Okay. And, and, and I'm not saying that. I'm not. I mean, Justin Jefferson is awesome. His numbers are awesome. But I'm saying, like, in the. Yards, yeah. yeah. But in the big moments, when you need a play, they still don't trust Kirk Cousins to throw the ball. Yeah. Like, still in those big moments, I'm going to trust run Justin Justin Jefferson. Yeah, exactly. And so I think now that you've got a coach to actually trust him, I think the one thing Kirk Cousins does well is throw the ball deep. And now you've got maybe the best receiver in the league. So that's going to be fun. And I just think, I know they've had him, but I mean, now he's going to be unleashed. I think Justin Jefferson this year might have like an 1,800-yard season. Like this year. Even better, eh? Dude, they're, I know that everyone's going to be keyed on him, but like they're going to move him all over the place, Cooper Cup style. They Is are he gonna, top five to you already? You consider yes. him top five? Yeah. I mean, okay. I, I think it's hard to, I, I mean, like my top five receivers. Top two. Don't, don't, don't include Cooper Cup, by the way. Um, Cooper Cup's awesome, but that's a Sean McVay creation. It's a one season thing. He's not going to do that again. But I would, I mean, I agree. I mean, at this point, like, I mean, dude, it's hard to say. I mean, I, I think you still want to put Devontae Adams in there. Devontae, you know? Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs is still DeAndre. In there. Do you have DeAndre still? DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, he's been hurt, is the problem. It's hard for me to, when you miss almost a whole season, it's hard Tyree to. Tyreek Hill? No, I don't think he's a top five receiver. I would put Jamar Chase in there, though. Jamar Chase. I would put Jamar Chase in there. I would put Justin Jefferson in there. Um, Debo Samuel. I think you have to, and that's five right there. So I mean, I, it, yeah, I think I think you have to. I mean, Debo's, Debo's. I mean, it's because it's not like AJ Brown's not, DK Metcalf is not. Mm. I think Mike Evans is still. I think Mike Evans is yep. still right. Mike, um, how you feel about Terry McLaurin? Do you feel Terry McLaurin? Yeah, I mean that's a hard one because I mean Terry McLaurin puts up great numbers and he's never had mm. a great quarterback, so it's hard to argue that with an elite quarterback he wouldn't be great. And yeah. I will say that because Carson Wentz can physically throw the ball downfield, Terry McLaurin might have a big year this year because, like, he actually has a quarterback with an arm. So there is I, – I, I, but I don't – I mean, top five, I don't know. I mean, I like, I would take – again, I would take Chase, Jefferson. You know, I would take all these okay. guys. It would be really good, but – A.J. Brown. Not quite top five. A.J. Brown is, like, top 15. I mean, he's just, again, injuries. Okay. You know, the, ta- the talent is there. I'm not the talent with AJ Brown is there. And there was a point when I was like, dude, AJ Brown might be the one you want to take. But yeah. at this point, at this point, like if, if I was picking receivers, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson are the guys I'm choosing. I love Jamar Chase. Understandable. 
Yeah, and uh, like I think Cooper Cup is good, but I just think he came off an incredible season. I don't think he'll ever replicate it. So, um, okay, I, 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 I like the Vikings though. I do. I yeah. Think it's gonna be so good. we're we're pretty much uh, not even acknowledging the Packers at this point anymore. Is that is that where we're at now? Who? <laughs> Uh, so he's pretty much settled to retirement over there is what we gathered I mean I think it's the Vikings division to lose man the Bears are still nothing the Lions are still nothing and the Packers don't have receivers I mean Aaron Rodgers is going to magic some stuff out of nothing but uh, I think this is the Vikings best chance to win this division they've had in a long time and they need to take advantage of it they really really do and by the way that's one thing Kevin O'Connell coach of the year potentially that's something i've heard a lot of people talking about that's a good bet if you're looking for football bets it's like 20 to 1 or something yeah you might have a gambler who listens to your show i don't know i'm just saying yeah i hear you i hear you. i i know a couple of guys who are into the parlays um, is gambling is sports betting legal there is i don't even know it is it now it is now okay. they, okay. they got some they a bet 365 now uh they okay. support canadian addresses now so because when, when I lived in Toronto, I used to illegally bet on Bodog on, you know, back, way back. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. 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 Right. Allegedly. allegedly. Someone yes. who wasn't me did that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, eh, I hate talking about them, but I still got to do it. Uh, NFC least. Uh, sorry, East. I mean, they're, they're I like holding... the Eagles. I like yeah. what they did in free agency especially in the draft the whole division isn't even worth talking about washington is nothing new york new york oh my god dude i the giants are the biggest joke in the world it warms my heart that ever since the giants beat the patriots in the super bowl they, they haven't fallen done. into the garbage yeah and they're never gonna get out maybe brian dable can fix it i don't know but like just the stuff i'm hearing they're like brian dable is gonna fix daniel jones i'm like okay okay guys um i think this is the year that the cowboys fall apart man Mm, so you think this is the end of Dink and Dak? Yeah. Well, I don't think it's the end of Dak. I think it's the end of this regime and everything. I think mm. like after this year, Zeke will be gone. I think Mike McCarthy will be fired. I think that I think that even Kellen Moore might be gone. You know, like I think it's going to be a whole new. I think Dallas might clean house, and I know that we saw. So you don't Jones. even like uh, Dan Quinn for them either, huh? He is the one that I think would stay. I think that they, I think they would promote Dan Quinn and fire everyone else. And I'm not even saying that that's necessarily smart or whatever. And I know yeah. that Jerry Jones stuck with Garrett forever, but Jason Garrett was also a backup quarterback for the Cowboys. He like loved that dude forever. He's got no ties to Mike McCarthy. Oh, and the other thing, Sean Payton, man, Sean Payton is just sitting there waiting in the wings. And if the Cowboys fall apart, they, Sean Payton comes in, he gets the executive vice president job. He gets to fire everybody. He gets to trade everybody and rebuild the Cowboys from the ground up in his image. I think that threat looms for the Cowboys. Hmm. Yeah. We heard it here. Yeah. That, hmm. Hey, you know that Jerry Jones loves Sean Payton. So I agree with you. I think this is, I think this is the Eagles uh, division to lose. Let me ask you a question. Talk to me. Jalen Hurts is bad halfway through the season. And the 49ers decide to keep Jimmy Garoppolo because the aggregate cost of their quarterback room is still cheap because Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo only cost $30 million combined or whatever. So let's say that that occurs. Halfway through the season, Jalen Hurts isn't good. Does it make sense for the Eagles to try to acquire Jimmy Garoppolo 
and restructured his contract in a way so that he gets like this year and next year because they're such a run-heavy team anyway. With all the weapons that they have with A.J. Brown, does a Jimmy Garoppolo to the Eagles thing sort of make sense in the way that it's... That is the first time I'm hearing that, and I am intrigued now. That's So here's my thinking. Number, I know that we all think that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be cut by the 49ers and just signed with, with the Seahawks. I know that everyone thinks that, but the 49ers don't have to cut Jimmy Garoppolo. I know that everyone's like the specter of him behind Trey Lance, whatever. The point is that you have X amount of dollars that you will spend on a quarterback. And the simple fact of the matter is that Trey Lance costs very little on a rookie contract. And Jimmy Garoppolo at 25 million is not that much. So you're still not paying as much as other teams are paying. And he's an asset to a team that loses their quarterback mid season. And I'm just Mm -hmm. thinking about the Eagles. They Jalen Hurts has no guaranteed money. He is no like there's nothing they can move on from him at any time. And if he is struggling and you still want to win, I, I'm sure the money would be difficult, but we all know that the NFC, the NFL salary cap is fake. And there would be a way for them to trade him and do an extension where they would move most of his money to next season's books and he would get the money this season. And Garoppolo slides right into the Eagles as a starting quarterback, and it works because they run a system that's so run heavy that he could fit into that even mid-season. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm intrigued. I'm I'm just saying. I'm intrigued. I've not heard a single thing about this. I have not heard anyone talk about this. This is just my mind going to places where Jimmy Garoppolo could theoretically go. And the one place I think of that would still, like, like I could just imagine, like, all the Eagles fans, like, he's Italian. They'd be like, hey! Like, it just would be perfect for them. So, I don't know. I just... It's in my mind that the Eagles might actually be where Garoppolo ends up. Who knows? I'm intrigued. I'm not going to lie to you. I, but, that is an interesting take. But if the Eagles are good this year, which really they kind of should be, then it's not even going to be. They have thing. no excuse. Yes. Like, Hertz has no excuse not to ball out this year. You've got two elite wide receivers. You've got two good running backs. You've got yep. a good offensive line. You've yep. got a much improved defense. There is no excuse. If Jalen Hurts doesn't play, and I'm a believer in Hurts. I'm someone who has believed in him. But if you don't play well with this team, you're not a good NFL quarterback. That's it. So so that's it. So if, and I know that maybe Garoppolo isn't, maybe that's not either, but I just, the Eagles don't like to suck for very long. And I just could really see them making a move like that. I'm really true. It's true. They're not a big time tanking team. So yeah, this is true. Howie Roseman. Yep. He, he he likes he knows that those Philly fans would turn on him very quickly. And he has survived forever in yeah. that, that job by, you know, because in the years where they were bad, the Chip Kelly years, he was like, no, you guys gave the power to Chip Kelly. That wasn't me. So, you know, and then he just got that power right back. And, and, yep. you know, and then he won a Super Bowl. So he good on him. So, you know, he's yeah. built two teams. I mean, he built the team that went to the Super Bowl, I believe. They didn't win, but, you know, mm-hmm. so it's just you, I, hey, I'm with it. So I, I think it's possible. All right. All right. Well, um, we all know that the AFC is going to be a gauntlet this year. And so the NFC more so is become the weaker of the group. For a long time, it was the NFC that was the, like, gauntlet. And, but they swapped. Is it pretty much safe to say that Rams versus Bucks is inevitable at this I, point? I think barring injuries. I mean, I, they're the two most talented teams in the NFC. I don't really see. I mean, there's you always, 
I keep forgetting that they added Bobby Wagner and Allen Robinson. And it just it just keeps on just the Rams, the Rams, yeah. They, the Rams are in their we're going for it window every yeah. year right now. And they're they are I mean they've been like that since they went to the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They're they're they are yeah, they, they have no they don't care, they got no picks, they don't even care. Yeah. The Rams are all about it, and I respect that by the way. I mm. I respect the way the Rams again, the Rams operate the way I play Madden. Like picks, what are you talking about? I'm headed to free agency. Like I, I'm, I'm all about it. So yeah, I, I think barring injury, yes. Now, because like if this if this elbow thing turns out to be a problem for Matt Stafford, that's mm. an issue because we've seen what happens with the Rams when like when Jared Goff was there, he wasn't making decisions, he wasn't reading mm. the defense, he was running the offense and executing the plays that Sean Gurley Gurley and throw it over here, Jared. And Stafford is like, last year, Stafford was awesome. Yeah. You know, he's bringing a dimension to that offense that they haven't ever had. And so if you lose that, that is a big deal to me. So I really do think it depends on the injury situation. But I mean, like, who else is going to, like, okay, we talked about the Vikings. Mm. Maybe. I guess they could sneak in the Packers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers in some ways. He just went back-to-back MVP. So, I mean, it's hard to, like, are the, are like the Eagles going to beat either of these teams? I think the Saints, just because they have Brady's number and they believe they have Brady's number. Now, that's the one that I've kind of thought about because mm-hmm. I, I, you know, and obviously the Patriots, the Patriots, <laughs> the Bucks did slam the Saints in the playoffs the one time that they played since Brady yeah. went there. But, but they also had help from Drew Brees' noodle arm as well. Awful game from Drew Brees. Absolutely yeah. atrocious. Um, I, I've thought about that. I have thought, I have, I will admit Mm. that the possibility has crossed my mind that the saints win 10 or 11 games, sneak into the playoffs and upset the bucks. I've, I've thought that that is possible, but like, I, like the thing about the saints is like, though I like them, like, I also think that the capacity exists that they go two and 15. Like, Mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like the Saints all depends on Jim or not Jimmy James. Well, and see that now, I know they gave Jameis a contract, but what about Jimmy Garoppolo in New Orleans? Oh, there's no way you're telling me he's that much of a commodity. No, there's no way you're doing that. Oh, my. The NFC is filled with multiple teams that are almost good enough in a year where there is only two teams that are clear contenders. You're going to tell me that some team is not going to have an injury halfway through the season? and then talk to themselves into, we're only Jimmy Garoppolo away. Are you really telling me that's not going to happen? Because it is. Because you've lived this cycle before. When there is a verifiable guy who can start, who is on the market, at some point, someone's going to do something stupid. And whether it is whether it is that, because don't forget, the 49ers can also say, we don't want him around and cut him. And if he gets cut, Suddenly he has no guaranteed money. And now he is a commodity because he is a starting quarterback. And a lot of teams around the league would look at that situation and say, well, hold on a minute. I'm just telling you, it's annoying. It's annoying to me because I think that Jimmy has been overrated this whole time. But I also know, I know how this goes. You know how this goes. Someone is going to say to themselves, I am Jimmy Garoppolo away from the Super Bowl. He took the 49ers there. He was so close. Someone is going to tell themselves that. 
and Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be starting for someone else by the end of the season. I'm telling you, Jimmy Garoppolo is a starting quarterback by the end of this year, somewhere. Oh, I'm telling you, dude. I'm telling you. There's no way Jimmy is that nice, Daddy. Not not at not at twenty five million dollars. Not at twenty five million dollars, but at five million. At five million. You're you're seriously telling me that at five million dollars, someone's not going to pick him up? Really? You really think that? Come on, man. You know how this goes. Cam Newton got signed by the Patriots after he was broken for two seasons. I love Cam Newton, but he was broken. He was clearly broken. Okay. They still sign. All right, fair. All right, fair. You know how this goes. It takes <clears throat> one injury. It takes one injury for a team that that shockingly started six and one. Fair Someone's going to start. That, that's all it fair takes. Enough. And then all they right. say to themselves, "All right, Jimmy's all the right. answer." It's all, all right. I'm okay. I will. I will indulge that. I'll indulge. I, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. All I'm saying is Jimmy Garoppolo definitely starts somewhere other than San Francisco this season. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I will listen to that. I will listen to that. All right. Fine. There, we're, and there he will we lose have, the games that he starts. We got ourselves, we got ourselves the, the title of this episode. <laughs> Jimmy G, hot commodity. <laughs> there we go. Shout out to oh. Blood Doctor for giving us our title. <laughs> Oh my god, I'll get roasted. That'll for that definitely one. get us all the clicks now. Oh, I will get roasted for that. All right. So, I love that so let's much. get to the Cardinals and uh 49ers right before we wrap things up. Yeah. So Tyler Murray, how did you feel about that contract? You don't Where, have a choice. Oh, but like the, the stipulation regarding he has to go home and watch film. Well, they removed it after that whole backlash occurred. But I mean, you don't put that stipulation in because Kyle and Murray watches so much film. Yeah, like, like that's bad, man. And, uh, to say, oh, we never expected this type of backlash is tone deaf to me, if you ask me. Yo, it's like, like number one, like let's just be honest, like let's just let's be very real. A white yeah. owner and a white GM and a white coach putting in only a black player's contract that he has to study. Like there's like, like that was mm. insane to me. It looked like, yeah. like it comes off as like the most racist thing I've ever seen. Like yeah. the only player is your black quarterback. Like the only yeah. one I, to me, like, I know that we're, I'm not trying to make everything about, I just like, I, I mm. I'll tell you the owner of the Cardinals is Republican. And I think that he is, He's a Trump supporting I, racist. I, I get it. I get and, it. And so stuff like that, I just, I don't understand what they're thinking. You're a lot more tapped in too, because this is a local team for you as well. Right. This is, yeah, this is the thing. So I, this is true. And, but I don't think you have a choice. Like after you handed your, an extension to your GM and an extension to your coach, and you've just faced three straight years of winning more games each year, how could yeah. you possibly look your fans in the face and then say, oh, we're not going to extend them? And yeah. from his, his perspective, like, he gets run down at the end of every season. Yeah. I understand why he wanted the extension now, because they run him into the ground. He's tiny. He needs that yeah. money. He was never going to play on a $5 million contract mm-hmm. after they extended his coach. It was never going to happen. They have the same agent. It was never, ever going to happen. The Cardinals had no choice. They did and the right whether thing. they like it or not, he is the reason why they are where they are. 
Kyler is good. I am a believer in Kyler Murray. Yeah. I am a believer in him as a quarterback. He was awesome. He was, he would have been MVP if he, if he had kept up the pace he was on through the first 10 games last year. I absolutely believe yeah. that. But he got hurt and he fell apart as it has happened. They need to do a better job protecting him. They need to do a better job with a more complex offense, all these things. But you can't realistically tell me that Cliff Kingsbury deserved an extension and Kyler Murray did. That's an yeah. absolutely ludicrous stance to have. They had no choice. They did the correct thing. It's not even so much guaranteed money that they can't deal with it. They're going to be fine. It was the right choice. So you think that they're competing with the Rams or could give them a run at all? Or do you think it's literally the Rams to lose? Well, the problem with the Cardinals is that they're kind of built like the Rams and that it's a lot of like, you know, we win now lose. We go out and get DeAndre Hopkins. We go out and get J.J. Watt. But their players have been injured. So, yeah. like, expecting that the Cardinals are just going to be healthy and make it through a full season healthy is kind of a fool's errand because it hasn't mm -hmm. happened. So, I think, I mean, I think the Cardinals would be very good if we turned injuries off, but we can't do that. So, <laughs> I, think, I think it's going to be tough. And it's also, like, you're expecting James Conner to score, what, 18 touchdowns again or whatever? Like, like... <laughs> When a guy has a flash of 18 touchdowns, I, I don't think it was that many. I think it was, like, he scored a lot. He scored, he scored a lot. Yeah. And, 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 but you don't pay dudes after a flash in the pan season. Like you don't give them that money. And not yeah. only that, but they let, like you let Chase Edmonds go. Chase Edmonds is the one that you should keep. Yes. Like I, I like Chase Edmonds a lot and I don't understand. Like I think he and Miami is going to be really good. And it's stuff like that. I just don't think that the Cardinals, they haven't done a great job drafting. They have no depth. If they get hurt, they're done. If if by some miracle this team makes it all the way through, they could win 12 games. They could be a contender in the NFC. They could make it to the Super Bowl. The Cardinals are that talented, but yeah. they are not that like durable. Mm. And it just doesn't, it doesn't mesh. You've got to be able to make it to the end of the season. And I just don't think that they can. Now, yeah. maybe DeAndre Hopkins missing the first six games means that, you know, because he's not historically hasn't been injured. Maybe he's going to get healthy and be better. Fresh and, in the pan type. Yeah, yeah. And he's back. And then you've got Hollywood Brown. And I, I understand what they're doing. Well, is he also suspended? That's why he's not playing. Because uh, Right. right. Uh, the PED. PED. Yeah. Right. So if he gets healthy and he's back for the last 10 games and, you know, the Hollywood Brown thing is working, like I can see yeah. the Cardinals blueprint, but it's a whole lot of if this goes right, if this goes right, if this goes right, yeah. if this goes right. A lot and of ifs. It's a lot of ifs. Yeah. It's a lot of ifs. And the 49ers are kind of the opposite. The 49ers, yeah. the 49ers have everything else. And yeah, it's all locked in. Right into the last topic right there. So talk to me, Trey Lance. That's the thing is they have everything else. But I mean, okay, I'll, I'll tell you this. Let me put you this way. Trey Lance is not ready to start at quarterback in the NFL, but the 49ers have no choice but to start him anyway. Mm -hmm. It's he's he's like he's played like three football games in the last three years. He's got to play. Yeah. I, I understand the pandemic. It doesn't matter. He's got to play. And at a certain point, yeah. he's just going to forget how to play quarterback. Yeah. He's got to play. And, and you have got to know what you have in him before you get to that extension window. And, mm -hmm. you know, I can understand the, the impetus to go full like Jordan love and just be like, no, he sits and we don't have yeah. to pay him. Like, I understand all that, but it's, you they don't have together. Aaron Rodgers, though. Right. You moved up to get this dude. You invested. You believed in him. It mm. is time to do it. And But I don't think they have to cut or trade Jimmy Garoppolo. Everyone's like, oh, 
you can't have Jimmy Garoppolo in that locker room behind him because half that locker room is behind Jimmy, blah, blah, blah. So what? You think that uh, hasn't happened before? You think that hasn't happened before? So what? They made it work with Tua and Fitzpatrick for like two seasons because they were just pulling Tua, Britain, Fitzpatrick in, then How's- start Tua the next game. How about look at the 49ers? Joe Montana sat behind, or Steve Young sat behind Joe Montana for years. Yeah. Look at their own organization for it. I mean, even Aaron Rodgers sat two years. Philip yeah. Rivers sat two years. I know that this is, mm-hmm. I know that this is the past, but also we've seen tons of dudes come in and not be good right yeah. away. And Trey Lance was playing at North Dakota State. We all like him, but we all are also aware he wasn't ready when he got to the NFL. I don't yeah. think he's ready now. He was bad when he played last year. He looked he's like a he project. didn't even. Well, yeah, dude, when he played last year, he looked like he had no idea what he was doing. Like, and mm-hmm. he doesn't. And so, I I mean, have you the, – the training camp reports aren't good either, by the way. Like, yeah, he's throwing interceptions like crazy. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I don't understand. Like, why why are you wanting to get rid of Jimmy? Like, I understand this. They're like, we need to have our support behind Trey Lance to let him know that he's the quarterback of the future. But you don't know that. You're mm-hmm. still evaluating him. And that's the thing is that they're operating like they know – that he's the next one, and you don't know that. And if you mm. just discard an asset that has gotten you to a Super Bowl because of, well, I don't want Trey Lance to feel pressure. Okay. Like, I just, you know, like that, that's insane to me. I, I the NFL is all about pressure. You have no choice. Yeah. They should not even be considering keeping Jimmy. They should say, Trey's our starter, Jimmy's available. Hey, and, man. Imagine if, uh, the imagine if um Drew Bledsoe didn't get hurt and then they say oh, oh Bill's like ah I'm just gonna just gonna keep Brady on the the bench uh, he's a hard worker um, watches film plays the right way uh, yeah but what happens if you trip what happens if you cut Bledsoe that season you don't have him available in the AFC Championship game when Tom Brady hurts his hand. Drew Bledsoe goes in and throws a touchdown and wins that goddamn game. And that always gets forgotten about that first Super Bowl is that Mm. Drew Bledsoe won the AFC championship, not Tom Brady. Mm. And if they didn't have Drew Bledsoe, they're roasted. Now, Tom Mm. Brady's back to the Super Bowl, great. But you're going to tell me you can't use a second starting quarterback on an expiring At least for one year. One year. It's an expiring contract. Dude, one of the biggest fallacies in sports today is that a one-year contract is something that must be traded to get assets. One mm. year of a player is an asset. One year of a player is valuable. And when the only thing that we care about in this sport or any other is championship trophies and rings, throwing away assets simply because they might walk at the end of the season is a stupid way to look at things, especially when you're not getting anything back of long-term value. What are you going to get for Jimmy? A seventh-round pick? You're going to get nothing. All for the pleasure of making Trey Lance not work harder? you got to be kidding me. Gotta be kidding me. The man has spoken. I have. The man has spoken. The blood doctor. The blood doctor Woo! is bringing the flavor to overtime. I'm going to overtime. overtime. We're in like triple overtime right triple now. Triple OT. But it's okay. It is the first episode back in quite some time. Let's give the people something to listen oh, to this oh. weekend. You could listen to this on your way to work and your way home from work. And it's Talk still the same him. episode. Boom. Yes, sir. Ride that TTC and listen to the overtime with B&T and let them know what it is. Yes, sir. Appreciate I, you, Blunt Doctor, for showing up on the show. Again, anytime. 
tell the people where they can find you because it's been quite some time since you told them at the beginning of the episode. Tell them again. Remind Blooddoctor.com. Blooddoctor.com. Just hit the button that says listen to the Blood Doctor Show or search the Blood Doctor Show on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever the hell else you get your podcast. You'll find yes, me. Yes, sir. And you got something soon coming, no? Next week, I am back. I am prepared. I am ready. We will most likely drop sometime between Monday and Wednesday. I don't give actual days because if I said the day, it'd be a lie. <laughs> and I'm going to be rating up that episode too. So y'all be ready to see me out there. I'm sure I can't wait. some I'm of y'all glad. who know me from there probably coming over here. Appreciate oh, yeah. you guys. And I'm I'm waiting for you guys to get back because I'm ready. I got to load it up. So I got I got to hear. I'm gonna go back and listen to this one and then listen to the next one. I'm gonna see how I compare to you know. I'm gonna yes, sir. I, I, I love listening to you guys, so I'm excited. I'm glad we're back. Let's do this again sometime. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate you guys. Anyways, Anytime. over time, you can find us on the YouTube. You can find us on the Google, the Apple, the Spotify's, uh, all those other podcasting websites but the big three the big four i don't know how many bigs there are you'll find us there i appreciate everybody once again leave a comment if you want something to improve tell us that's the only way we can improve if you if you don't like the way uh the blunt doctor speaks if you don't like his hair if you don't like his takes tell us we we like the interaction anyways My my hair is terrible i agree anyways over time with just the b today love you tim love you dave we held it down for you signing out peace out